2018 is here, and uh, this is the SV411 Podcast. My name is Josh Kane. I'm the managing editor of Metro Silicon Valley. I've got two very special guests, which are my normal special guests. We have Nick Veronin, arts and entertainment editor. Hello. Hello, sir. And we have staff writer, intrepid reporter, Jennifer Wadsworth. Good evening. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. the last episode, the farewell episode. Jen, you know, sometimes we bury the lead, but we sure as hell didn't today. Because actually, yes, unfortunately, this is going to be my last uh, podcast with the SB411 podcast. Because tomorrow will be my last day with Metro Newspaper. Wow. So sad. Yeah. The end of an era. Yeah. Been here seven years, and uh, I'll be uh, moving on to the San Francisco Chronicle to help them cover breaking news and all of the... uh, wildness that goes on in the city and surrounding uh, boroughs, neighborhoods, counties, whatever. Yeah. Well, you what have, have your you. finger on the pulse of the South Bay, at least. So it's so on the pulse. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, I, I skipped... Uh, Pulsating. Yeah, I, I, I skipped that class where you get to, like, uh, push down on the dummy's chest a bunch. Uh, but gotta, but I do believe that when anyone says, is there a doctor in the house? I immediately stand right up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm very... I am very uh, mixed feelings about the whole situation because I'm going to miss you guys and, uh, you know, really proud of the work that we've done. Yeah, we'll miss you too. And uh, you should talk about the column you wrote for tomorrow, actually. Well, the column uh, for tomorrow, that one's going to be on seven years in Silicon Valley on SanJoseInside.com. And it just kind of looks at where uh, we've come as an organization journalistically. Uh, A lot of the big stories that Jen and I have written on the news side. Um, and then also where I've come personally, uh, the fact that I actually was living in a sleeping in a converted garage without a single window. I've heard this story. Wow. Uh, had to wake up to like an alarm clock in pitch black, not knowing what time, day, year it was. Where was this garage? It was on the south side of San Jose over uh, off of Branham and Albany Expressway. How much did it cost in rent? Well, I had a good friend who owned the house, but they didn't have any rooms. So he rented me the garage for like 400 bucks a month, wow. which is literally the most I could have afforded at the time. Right. And yeah. was it really <laughs> pitch blackness or was there like a thin strip of light at the bottom? No, no. It was pitch black, even though the, the garage door, because there was like a levels to the garage door. So wow. I could hear people sometimes like going through the actual garage and that would help wake me up. But... You know, when you live in a house with six guys, you don't know if someone's oh, just Jesus. super drunk and forgot how to get into the house or what. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was. It, those were some wild times. I had an old purple Cadillac uh, that didn't pass smog, so I had to get rid of it. And uh, yeah, I was single and uh, I was I was reckless. And uh, now I'm married and half reckless. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, these guys, Nick and Jen, are going to be continuing on the podcast, doing great things. There's going to be some big interviews coming up because the news don't stop in 2018. Uh, it's already crazier Same. than 2017 in some ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you look at all the big uh, presidential tweets, whose button right now, Nick is the only one with a button in this room, so it's bigger than everyone's. I got the whole control panel in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously, happy uh, 420, year of the 420. Uh, weed is now legal in California for anyone 21 or over. I guess none of Jeff Sessions has anything to say about it. Oh, that Keebler. What a square, That right? Keebler elf will get all what the weed a, he wants. What a square. Yeah. He's just like, guys, guys, <laughs> you, you can't, guys, you can't do that. 
guys. <laughs> I think you need more southern twang, but that's close enough. <laughs> it's against the rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's there's some big things happening, and there's going to be some really interesting interviews on the program coming weeks. Uh, Congressman Rokana is expected to appear. Uh, as well as others, uh, some very cool artists that are going to be performing in the coming months around town, uh, or around the valley, I should say. But this week, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about weed. <laughs> you almost got that soda done. And uh, <laughs> we're also going to talk about some changes, not just in this newspaper, but the daily paper of record is having some turmoil, losing... It's City Hall reporter Ramona Gawargas, and it's not exactly clear if she was fired or resigned, but we're hearing some very interesting things about what could have potentially led to that. Yeah, and actually that leaves some without a county reporter or City Hall reporter right now. Or a Metro columnist, because Scott Harold retired. And they lost most of their sports staff earlier in the year, which has been replaced, but nobody knows who these guys are. Um, Still vastly outnumbers Metro's editorial staff. Yes, congratulations. (laughs) The Daily Paper of Record has three more employees than the Weekly Paper of Record. (laughs) But yeah, this um, Ramona leaving was was unannounced, and it was kind of happened really quietly. It did. Uh, It happened the Friday before Christmas. Yeah, Friday before Christmas, and that's the thing, you know. Firing your city hall reporter, she's part of a union. That's usually not something that's done. Usually, you know, you get bumped off to a different beat right. and they send you to Siberia. Not clear if maybe that's what they were thinking and she quit, which is what I'm kind of hearing. And then I'm also hearing the opposite. I'm hearing that they canned her. And that's why she's lawyered up with Jim McManus, the uh, big-time attorney who is no uh, known far and wide for suing the pants off the city of San Jose. Um, There's some tentacles on this on how uh, much her uh, clashes with the mayor of San Jose, Sam Licardo, may have had to do with her getting done. And, you know, she was apparently working on a big piece about the mayor and his connection to his close friend and lobbyist. Yeah. Uh, Carl Guardino, head of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. I can't wait to hear more about this. There's only so much we can report at this time, but it sounds like we'll get more information when the complaints filed against Absolutely. The I can tell you something I am hearing uh, a little bit around the way. Okay. Is that apparently it wasn't just about Sam and Carl having a close friendship that may have given him, you know, some s- more than usual access. Might also have something to do with Carl Guardino's wife who is also a lobbyist. She runs her own group called Snow Canyon. and Who do they represent generally? Well, that is a good question. I think that might be something that uh, this story that uh, Ramona's editors killed uh, was looking at. Hmm. And so... And there's, I'm hearing even other things. There's, there's so much that we can't talk about yet, and there's so much more to come. I expect that's going to be a big story because, you know, the Daily Paper for Record, we hit them all the time, but we still want them to do good work. We, right. we, just like everybody else, to an extent, rely on them to help inform us on issues that we don't have time to look into. And Ramona was doing a really good job on Tuesday nights when she, she gave a play-by-play of every council meeting, and it was uh, informative, and she was right on point and prolific, and I missed that. So yeah, now no, I have to actually watch the video. She was great on Twitter and, and, and really just like, cranking out stories. There were some issues that we had heard about potentially uh, maybe making mistakes here and there uh, because of 
potentially just how fast she was writing and how much she was writing. Right. That's something we all have to grapple with, though, Absolutely. when we're so The thing about being a journalist is sometimes you got to slow down and tell your editor, I need more time because yeah. that's how you make mistakes. And sometimes you spend all the time in the world and then you just do something stupid and you got to own up to it. But right. uh, very interesting story. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the hit list because Nick's got some uh, shows and events that are going to be happening later this week. That's right. And we also have an SV dining guide. It's the first week of the year, first week of the month, and Metro publishes a monthly guide to one type of cuisine or category that we think you should be looking at. And this month is healthy eating. <laughs> you because should be not eating crap anymore. Yeah, December mm. was rough. Was it? How much weight did you gain? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I certainly feel swollen. I feel sw- I felt pretty swollen uh, going into the new year, and then I like kind of detoxed where I just didn't eat anything, and I made sure to sleep a little bit extra, yeah. you know, just to kind of like fast in that own way. Um, it was helpful. Did did you uh, eat uh, your heart's delight this well, uh, holiday season, Joe? Yeah, every few days. I mean, after the few first few days after Christmas, I'm living off of like can- caramel popcorn and chocolates and whatever was. Okay, so you just stopped eating all other food except sweets. Just sugar, yeah. Just straight sugar. (laughs) I deserve it. Bouncing off the walls. Uh, Well, there's some pretty good uh, places on this list, and it was compiled by our great food writer, John Dyke. Um, You know, one place I didn't know about that sounds pretty cool is Happy Hooligans. Uh, They do, like, vegan Mexican food. Uh, They had cauliflower buffalo bites and burritos and enchiladas. Looked really good. Yeah, as bo- you once told me that cauliflower was what is it, the the most boring yes vegetable of the vegetable kingdom or something the blandest character in the vegetable kingdom not like the animal kingdom <laughs> but cauliflower when you fry it and you prepare it just right it it can approximate a chicken nugget in a weird way yeah because it's crunchy right yeah see that's just it um, I can appreciate that to a point I mean like sometimes uh, when I'm uh, cooking uh, tacos at home. Instead of using sour cream, we'll do Greek yogurt. Greek hmm. yogurt kind of tricks the brain. If you put them side by side, you would immediately know the difference. But it's healthy. Uh, but other places, uh, Aki, a local chain that's known for swirls, but they also have some pretty healthy fusion food. You got uh, Good Karma, which is a place I know you like, Nick. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't say that good karma is healthy, although there is no meat in that food. It's vegan. It's but the vegan. sauces can't be that healthy. I mean, it's a high it, in sodium. It, a lot of it tastes. Go eat there, and then you'll see. I, I mean, like it. well, I only Please. said it because of the beer. Man, <laughs> such beer. a killjoy. Well, is the beer vegan? is. The beer is. The beer is. They have quite a beer selection. Well, that's just it. I mean, we're giving people a range of healthy options when it comes to vegan. Uh, we also had falafel driving. I don't think anyone actually thought falafel driving right. was a super healthy Just choice. Just because it's a vegetarian uh, a dish, is it a is it a fully vegan dish? I don't think they're vegan. Well, they have yogurt sauce, but other yeah. than that, it might be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the falafel might have some. The falafel driving, in. though. I mean, we're giving vegetarian options that also can be kind of cheat days. But if you're going to cheat and it's vegetarian, you know, I think that's a, yeah, that's head a pretty down good compromise. Drive-in. Just stay away from those hot dogs. You know, the and I'm mm. going to butcher this name, but the tofu kamchai. Uh, this that one's tasty. Yeah? yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, they have these little like fake um, chicken drumsticks that where the they use like sugar cane as the bone. Okay. And. Uh, Everything it tastes really good. You don't miss the meat at all. Uh, they, a lot of Asian food has good. good vegetarian. It's not the meat isn't as central to the 
cuisine. Absolutely, yeah, that looks great. You got mint and basil that's just been around for a long time. Uh, the Green Barn over in Milpita sounds really good as well. I haven't been there. I don't do a lot of vegetarian. I think I should probably look into it. I, you always hear about like these actors like uh, Craig Robinson or Robertson, Craig Robinson, the guy uh, from The Office who lost like fifty pounds by going vegan oh, and not yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, all power too if you want to do the vegan. The not drinking anymore though. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> this is a journalism uh, podcast here, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, eventually, if you do do that, I think that's 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 the bigger thing, right? Because that's just sugar. It's all sugar. Yeah. What is the, the alcohol. drinks? Alcohol. Oh, yeah. It yeah. bloats your face and, yeah. What are you trying to say? Not I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not our faces. No, that's just it. Actually, no, it's true. Uh, I, I notice if I've, uh, if I've had a big weekend or something like that, I feel like like all the weight goes to my head. Uh, I gain weight in my face. Other people do it, distribute different parts of their body, sometimes overall. I could walk in. I leave on a Friday with a 10-pound head. I come in with a 30-pound watermelon. Um, (laughs) It's weird. I don't get it, but them's the breaks, kid. Um, Any thoughts on legalization and what this is going to do? I know we were looking a little bit at uh, the idea that, you know, this is a good thing because it's going to – result in a lot less uh, petty crimes and and overcharging. Um, We're also looking at what will happen with people maybe getting pulled over for driving while high more often. That one's an unknown. They still don't know how to test intoxication I heard my first weed-oriented DUI lawyer commercial on the radio yesterday. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was a little more tongue-in-cheek than you might get with with an alcohol DUI one. And the, the guy was saying, like, Something like, did you accidentally hand the officer your gym card instead of your license? Ooh. You know, like making a s- sort of stupid stoner Who mistake. has a gym card? I do. <laughs> you have it's an actual, not, like, id size card for your gym? Yeah. Sound like it's just not on your keys? I think the last time I used it was probably, you know, uh, January 5th of, of last year. Better call Paul. <laughs> Better call Paul Buddy. No, uh, I do the rock climbing, actually. Yeah, you've done that, and that's that's good for you. You you found, like, your alternative exercise. Yeah, yeah. I'm an alternative guy. I found my alternative <laughs> exercise. I think that the legal pot thing is going to be cool because um, they've just been customizing and customizing and customizing this weed stuff over the years. I used to roll my eyes when, you know, my, my pot dealer in high school would, would tell me, you know, oh, man, this, this stuff is from the future. Well, yeah, this, because this spa- of spaceship weed. But, I mean, now spaceship weed is here. Well, you it know why else, why else you were rolling your eyes? It's because back then when you had to go see a dealer, they would make you hang out with them for like an hour. Yeah. It's like you couldn't just like get your stuff. They'd be like, oh, bro, Are have you, you heard about this? And then like 30-minute conspiracy theory later, uh, yeah. you finally get your little bag and go home. Sit, and paid too much sitting in the back of his mom's minivan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ma, more meatloaf. <laughs> um, but no, I think there's uh, there's some pretty interesting. When you mentioned the potency and stuff, um, I was do- taking a tour of Kaliva, the number one collective in the nation, according to Business Insider, over on uh, Phelan. And yeah, uh, right here in by San the Jose, right? yeah, bo- yeah, over by Monterey. And so, um, I was taking a tour, really interesting place. I mean, it is a true state of the art warehouse lab setup because mm-hmm. uh, they're 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 serious about growing this stuff to the highest caliber and making sure that it doesn't get uh, infected with uh, bugs mold. and mold and all of those things. But uh, they told me that actually the big change is going to be that weed is now going to actually almost start taking a step back and becoming less potent 
now that it's going to be going to the masses. To you recreational know. users, right? Exactly, recreational users. Uh, medical people with cards will st- will actually be able to get more potent uh, items, whether it's edibles. It. Yeah, yeah, because they're clearly dealing with something. And, you know, not that uh, you couldn't get a card for something as simple as, you know, insomnia or anxiety, uh, which are real things. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a l- more scaled down. So instead of, like, getting that 100-proof, a bag of uh, marijuana, you're going to get maybe more like an 80 proof, which, you know, is probably smart because anyone who drinks 100 proof alcohol is an asshole. Um, (laughs) Everclear. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's all I drink. (laughs) So anyway, uh, that is uh, big news here. Uh, Some other things that you want to be looking out for in the coming year, because Jen wrote a really interesting year in preview. And now that I just think about it, you know, we've been off for a few weeks. If you missed our year in review guide, some really great stuff in there. Um, I'm sure everyone's ready to move forward, however. In the year in preview, uh, what are some of the things, Jen, that we should be looking for this coming year? Um, well, we already mentioned that you know, police, local police are going to try to figure out how to enforce these um, weed DUIs, so we touched on that. Um, the other thing we're going to look for is... Um, Look at is the mayor's race. It's gonna oh yeah yeah it's gonna ramp up in the mayor Licardo year. doesn't have an opponent yet, which is so odd to me because is that I mean you've been covering the valley here for seven years. Um, would you have normally seen a challenger at this point or? Well, I'm trying to think back. I I got here in 2011, and at that point, uh, Chuck Reed had already won re-election. Um, he faced Cindy Chavez, who was kind of, that was kind of her moment. She had ascended that path in right. leading labor. Um, so, I mean, right now, though, when you look at it, the, the person who's most likely to kind of lead labor in the future is Raul Perales, the downtown councilman. And, you know, he probably sees it as why lose and, and have that on my record when everybody kind of is expecting me to be the guy in four years. Yeah. Um, now, I could argue that he maybe should run just to get kind of his name recognition out there, and he doesn't have to run a nasty campaign. But knowing the way these things goes, it eventually gets nasty. Yeah. And, and Raul's done a pretty good job to this point of actually kind of hedging on to both sides and, and building partners and allies uh, across the board. Yeah, he seems pretty well liked, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you think uh, anyone else on the council would run against the mayor? You know, uh, you could maybe see Don Rocha if he felt like, uh, yeah, but it's too late for that because he's already running for county yeah, uh, supervisor. So, I mean, on the council right now, if I had to pick one person who would run against him and would have, I don't think any of them would have a chance of beating him, but the only person who would maybe even consider it actually is maybe Johnny Camus. Um, Why do you say that? Because they do not get along anymore. Johnny was furious when uh, Sam made Magdalena Carrasco his vice mayor. And Johnny is now certainly right of Sam. And I can't imagine he would run. But that to me, you know, drawing on Almaden's support, I don't necessarily think Sam is, you know, going to be super strong on the south side, uh, especially if he's pushing uh, a number of issues uh, like housing the homeless in these right. tiny villages. I mean, that could be used against them very quickly. Yeah, that got contentions really quick. Um, Absolutely. So that's going to come up. Um, the, and also, the, we'll see the other council races, um, you know, 
play it. I mean, a lot of the campaigns play out basically. I think there are three seats up for re-election next year. This yeah, year, there should be five every year. I want to say. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But the council races aren't that interesting. The one that interests me is this big development on uh, the East Foothills, the Evergreen Senior Housing Initiative. Oh yeah. And, and that you, one. You broke the news about that one. It's basically a, a ballot initiative trying to get around the city's usual planning process. That's right. Yeah. There's going to be this big, big uh, project to create like a thousand homes for seniors. But now seniors are like 50 and over. And I, I don't think really anybody who's 50 considers, considers themselves a well, senior. Well, these are upscale homes. So probably the only people who are able to afford them are elderly people. Right. So it's not really that much uh, affordable housing. They're yeah. going to build the, the percentage that's required of a horse affordable housing stock but they're also saying oh we're gonna like help house uh veterans yeah and it's like oh well actually there's a requirement uh to house veterans and they're not really gonna go beyond that and so it's like so really all you're doing is just not getting your way because the mayor and council won't sign off on giving you uh the approval to build this housing in the foothills because they want to protect that for commercial industrial space yeah uh and so they're doing an end runaround through the ballot process, voters might not know what's really going on. If this were to pass, then the billionaires who are kind of behind this stuff, Carl Berg and and uh, Chop Keenan and these other developers, they're going to start looking at Coyote Valley down south over by the old IBM factory. And then things get really dicey because you want to talk about sprawl. You want to talk about how the city is already stretched thin and providing services like electricity and roads and sewage and all those yeah. things. These are these are massive costs, and you take away your environment. You know, you take away your green belt. And it goes against the, what the city's trying to do is build uh, infill, denser development, mixed use. We don't really want to push the borders beyond where they. That's right. We are. need to get everyone downtown, and we need to sleep in pods. And they just need to go up a million feet. Like in Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. We'll all just be like uh, on like those uh, kind of Amtrak trains going across the country. Sleeper trains. Sleeper cars. Sounds cozy. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Anyway. uh, I have a story before we go about the the DUI, uh, weed DUI thing. A second story. Friend of mine. Still think about that. Got (laughs) um, pulled over when he was in college. (laughs) He'd never smoked pot up to this point. I I don't know if he has. I just won't name him. Uh, But. He was, he's kind of a conservative guy, real straight-laced, and this cop thinks he's high. Campus cop, sort of like an on-the-rise, you know, wanting to be a cop. kind You've of. You've been like smoking some? Paul Blart campus guy. Yeah, so, I mean... I, and it smells so, like reefer. So the guy calls, like, the D, the weed DUI specialist. I did the weed guy. And apparently there are these guys who come out and they sort of, like, run you through a different battery of tests. Give me the wolf. <laughs> they say things like... Uh, do, you know, does does this does this Krispy Kreme bun hamburger look good to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's high as hell. You, who wants that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but they they, they do they do some things. Uh, you know, probably to test for things that marijuana tends to impair. And the guy got there and immediately was like, "Oh yeah, no, this guy's not stoned." He just looked, took one look at him. He was the weed whisperer. He was like, "This guy ain't high. Look at him." Look at him. He doesn't even want that sandwich, which is patties made out of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there are, you know, there are like uh, special tests is the point of that story, apparently. I meant bread. Bread out of fried chicken. Those sandwiches with the, the fried double chicken. double down. Yeah. Does the oh. double down still exist? I don't think so. I think it had to be outlawed. I only ever think about that like when I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's where we're going with it. Okay. Well. 
We're going to be right back. We're going to talk to Nick about the hit list and all of the events coming up this weekend that we think you should be checking out. Uh, Stay tuned. What do we got on Slate this weekend? The Silicon Valley Auto Show. Auto Show. Show, show, show is back in town. Um, started Thursday. It's going to be running through the weekend. Um, this is a place, obviously, to go check out cars, uh, to check out fast cars and, and, and hot cars. But also to so hot right now. But also to you know, if you're not like a gearhead per se, uh, but you're in the market for a new car or you want to know what's out there, and you're not even in the market, you can go there, and you're supposed to not get really pressured too much at these things. You can actually check out these cars. You can get in them. You can um, test drive some of them. And we're just talking, you know, electric cars and uh, hybrid cars and your normal standard issue cars. I just recently got the newest car I've ever had in my life, and I gotta say, I can't say. Enough good things about my plug-in hybrid electric Ford C-Max Energy. It, you should see how hard that was for him to remember, even I what wish, kind of car he has. I wish, like, I wish we were getting paid to say that <laughs> You those know, words, like, uh, you can tell when someone's lying and when they're actually going cognitively into the back of their brain to remember something? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was definitely not a lie. It was just like, it was like, do 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 Anyway, like, you know, it's like these cars, they're getting better and better gas mileage. They got better and better features. The last car that I owned uh, was from before 2000. And, you know, like... Wow. <laughs> see, I had the, I had the, uh, the tape that went in. I didn't, I didn't have a Bluetooth to connect my phone to my stereo. Oh, the I, tape with the cord? Oh. Yeah, the, I had the tape with the cord oh, that plugged yeah. into the I phone. I remember that. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I had uh, one time I, I was super ahead of the curve and I got uh, a stereo face that you can plug in the USB oh, memory yeah. sticks in. Yeah, I those, had one of those too. Those yeah. are great. I yeah. miss that. Now I have just a six CD changer yeah. and uh, I never even buy CDs. So like I've literally been listening to the same music for like five years since yeah. I got my car. I well, just paid mine off though a couple months ago. I got the. That's that huge. is a feeling. That is a feeling that uh, is truly, it's like, wow, kind of an adult now. You're adulting, Josh. But anyway, you can check out the autos at the Auto Show. Uh, whether you're into sports cars or you just want to, you know, figure out what your next car is going to be, uh, there shouldn't be any salespeople pressuring you, or at least not too many. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff to look at there. <laughs> just like some random used car dude walks up, he's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, so, uh, <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> what do they use instead? The car models? Yeah, oh, yeah I think there's going to be, the, be the, booth, the booth babes. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that's they. They should flip that around. There needs to be like guys walking around Some in little dudes. hot pants. Yeah, oh, just yeah. like get like some of the guys that like work at Splash on the pole. There we and go. like bring you them over and just start just get next to a Mustang and just start stretching. Why not? That's <laughs> it a wouldn't calisthenics. Be, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't have to be as as uh, outlandish as all that. I mean, I think like when an uh, and when when an objectively handsome man starts telling me things, I'm just like, oh yeah, I be- I believe what you're saying. I'll yeah, I'll buy this car. <laughs> 
Wait, that's wait what? <laughs> it's just they, they the studies have been shown studies studies have shown that like when people who are deemed sort of like stereotypically attractive, whether it's a man or a woman, you just tend to listen more. Yeah, I know I do. Don't they, you? They found that about CEOs and like um, high ranking managers. They said they're not necessarily more competent. It's just they're handsome and tall and appear competent, so people trust them. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's just the so apparent. Well, that's just it. Uh, it works on you, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> it works you, on me. But I mean, like you I also think, you know you hear a commercial and you run right out and buy the first thing, right? Yeah, mm. the the 2014 Ford C Max Energy yeah. Plug-in <laughs> Hybrid. Remember did you the get a rebate for that, by the way? I did. In San Jose, this is actually pertinent information. In San Jose, uh, and because we live in California, because we're living in San Jose, $500 rebate from PG&E. It's just a check comes to you in the mail, um, and for buying an, a fully electric or a plug-in hybrid. Thanks, and PG&E. Thanks, P. We should really be getting paid for all we this We should stuff. really thank our sponsor, PG&E, um, um, which is and, not our sponsor, And actually. the city of San Jose, uh, city of San Jose has a program, too. Uh, I don't pay for parking in public parking spaces, public nice. parking garages. Ever? I don't have to pay. I have a special little permit. Bill's got Bill, who works in our office. He's got a leaf. He has the same thing. You just you, anywhere that's public parking, so a metered you public leaf parking. Bill out of this. That is <laughs> a great perk. Yeah, really. Yeah. I thought there was a one from the state too that you get a rebate. Um, that there is. might have been a state one, but I think that I w- wasn't eligible. Oh well, that's going to be on new the tax ta- plan. That's going to be on tax. New tax plan. Oh, okay. Out of here. Yeah. Out of here. You and your hybrid. Ooh, yeah. It it's got to be uh, running on clean coal or nothing. Um, a drill. I know. I'm such it, a wimp. It, it I'm such to, a wimp. You need to I drill into this earth. They're gonna get. Trump's gonna give us rebates for like buying uh, V8 Hemi's. That's right. <laughs> like, that's right. The more power, the more Hemi. I don't know. Uh, what is our next on our list? Okay, so uh, the the Silicon Valley Auto Show. We'll just say again, runs through Sunday. Auto um, Show. Cash Tribute, uh, the Johnny Cash Tribute uh, starring James Garner and his band. Uh, Josh keeps asking me if this is the late, great James Garner of Maverick. Is he back? Is he back? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. It's somebody different. But he does, uh, he's not a dead ringer for Johnny Cash, but with the haircut and his voice, he does a pretty good job. I watched some videos. He's been on PBS. Uh, He actually took his band uh, in 2008 to the 40th anniversary of Cash's iconic live from Folsom Prison anniversary where he played at Folsom Prison with his tribute band which is um, awesome. Yeah, so this guy this guy I think it's safe to say he knows Johnny Cash's uh, catalog uh, pretty forward and backward and it's uh, the closest you're probably going to get to the man in black in 2017 18 my my bad. Oh my god, we're going to have to go back and edit all of this now. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's at the California Theater. Saturday at 8 p.m. Okay. Well, I mean, I wonder, like, what do you think? Was the, I, the crowd reception was probably pretty cool at Folsom. I just wonder, like, you know, is this new generation? Like, if you go to Folsom Prison, are you, like, required to learn all the old songs? Yeah, I don't know. Or yeah. is it just you, like, who's this guy? I don't know. I mean, one, I wonder what the security measures were like, too. I mean, I, have, I don't know if there's video of that performance by Johnny Cash, but, I mean, it sounds pretty loose. It's pretty uh, loose in there. I saw it. It was a documentary called Walk the Line. It was very good, very spot on. Featuring uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. What's, uh, when is it again? That's uh, Saturday, 8 p.m. at the California Theater in uh, downtown San Jose. Right on. Okay. Hit us with number three. Uh, so one of the coolest little galleries in San Jose uh, is run by a guy named Jai Tan 
Tanju. Oh, I'm butchering his name. But it's above, um, uh, what do you call it? Black and Brown. The oh, cool yes. clothing shop. It's called... Yes, uh, which used to be a old consignment shop, mm-hmm. but now it's uh, the vintage and new clothing yeah. so store. On the, second, the second floor of that is... Black Cat Collective is what it used to be. Seeing, right. seeing Things Gallery is up there, and uh, this, this uh, pro skater, former pro skater, San Jose guy, he brings in cool artists uh, and uh, showcases their work. Um, and uh, it's always free to check out. Um, and starting this Saturday, we have an artist by the name of Gabriel D. Edwards uh, with a show called Books and Terror. And I can't say too much about what Books and Terror is about because there's not a lot of information on the website. But I did look up uh, Gabriel D. Edwards's previous work, and he had a very uh, interesting project uh, series of, of illustrations, paintings he did uh, starting in 2015 and into 2016 where he... Um, apparently had been picking up chairs off the side of the road uh, and bringing them into his San Francisco studio to, you know, he figured he'd do something with them. That's a good and chair. Then, and then he would be stacking them up to save space. And uh, suddenly he realized that uh, when he stacked two low-backed chairs together, it, it looked less like two low-backed chairs and more like the beast with two backs. Hmm? Uh, what? Uh, the, chairs, the, the chairs were having sex. Shakespeare, oh, okay. come on! I'm, oh, oh, the bar. So yeah, seriously, look at you. I'm more wow. of a Marlowe guy, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, that's yes. uh, that's interesting. So, so he has all these interesting, uh, and I don't think these will be at uh, Books and Terror, the, his new show. But there were the, all these paintings of chairs in interesting positions, looking like they're copulating. That wow. is excellent. I wish I had known that phrase. I, I would have used it more Such often. Such a great phrase. Yeah. Mm. You know, actually, I was at Seeing Things Gallery over the holiday season. I got a friend, uh, a little, I don't even know what you would call it. It's, I, I, I don't think it's a chapbook, but it's like it was just a little short story pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And it was called Merlin, the Drunken Merman. <laughs> and it's an illustrated book about this drunk mermaid guy whose name is Merlin. And he like <laughs> goes on a little adventure, and I thought it was really sweet, and so I bought it. Cool. Um, they have some really cool stuff over there. You should support local artists over at Black and Brown and Seeing Things Gallery. They are yeah, good yeah. Black and Brown's got some really hip stuff. Just you know, I still want to get over to that improv uh, uh, yeah. theater next door. I can't remember the name yeah, of that one, but I think it has a black cat in the name as well. Or okay. no, it's American Improv Theater. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, you should check them out. So Books and Terror, that is Saturday noon, free at the Seeing Things Gallery above Black and Brown on San Carlos. Well, I got to say, it has been very fun doing these programs with you guys. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Uh, I, I can tell you, though, Jen is more than capable of uh, doing this show and doing it well. She oh is. Uh, I, I feel like we should have had... Jen on this program from the very start more often because uh, it always... Then I would have been more relaxed by this point, too. Oh, by now? I would have been conditioned now, you, to it, yeah. <laughs> instead of just, like, <laughs> I'm pacing. always so tense. Yeah, yeah, and it's only, like, a five-foot room, so she's been pacing back and forth, <laughs> wearing out the carpet. Uh, but, no, uh, you're great. Uh, you guys are both excellent journalists, friends, and I, I think uh, you guys are going to do just fine. And, and, you know, Josh still lives around here, and now... Uh, Maybe if you can, uh, maybe if you get a little loose-lipped with him, you don't have to worry about it getting to us anymore. Wink, wink. He's still going to feed us tips, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> hey, I will be around. I will be around. And if it's not something I can use, then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find a way to, to drop a kite uh, into this uh, newsroom. But uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, I've always really enjoyed this, and there have been some pretty funny, weird conversations. I, 
think it started with me. And I think the first time we did this podcast, Nick and I had so much fun that we weren't even able to publish it because we were slurring too much. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was the that was the undry run. That was just the. <laughs> I'd like to hear that someday. It was a secret tester. tape. No, no, the lost tapes. They've been all destroyed. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was we we started to find kind of a better rhythm, and uh, I think there's been some pretty funny guests on here. I mean, you, know, you get to talk to Bill Murray, and you get to talk to Fields are going to be a Tan Lin. Um, yeah. You, know, you get to speak with. Uh, Congress, people from Congress and, and local leaders, it's, it's always uh, been really interesting, and I know you guys will keep it up. So Talking about homelessness with the Barfly Boys. Oh, man, mm-hmm. that was... <laughs> I love the Barfly guys, and if you're listening, I'm shocked. But, uh, man, <laughs> that was a... That was an interesting uh, test case, and uh, I think we learned more about what not to do than what to do with that episode, but yeah. uh, but those guys are, are close friends of the show and uh, geniuses in their own right. So, For Nick Veronin, Jennifer Wadsworth, uh, I am Josh Kane signing off. Uh, tune in next week for the SV411 podcast. Take care.